We are driving back home. Welcome to the way home. Once again, I'm your host, the only person on this show, Steve motherfucking Esposito. Anyway, uh, so some of you guys know me from a bunch of shit. Um, so yeah, uh, this is, I don't know, man. I don't know where to go. Uh, well, I know where to go. We're going home. Uh, so let's let's talk about some shit, man. It is Monday. It is October 8th. It's the month of scares. It's the month of horror shit. People love it. And it's also the month. For like all the new shows are coming back, got awesome things to watch. We got some good stuff. A lot of horrifying shit out there to watch, including the uh, you know summering end of Judge Kavanaugh. You know that shit. That was fucking horrifying. Scariest thing that I've ever seen in a very long time. You also might notice that my voice is a little different. That's because I'm kind of getting over being sick, uh, which is quite surprising, because usually people get like, I just I just come. Uh, uh, see there I go again. I just came back from New York Comic Con. I say came back like it's not like a train ride away from me. So I just went to Comic Con. I went for Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I wish I could have gone Thursday and Friday, but shit happened. Um, I don't know really much more to say about that. I took a lot of pictures on Saturday. Took a lot, a lot of cosplay, a lot of cool stuff to see, and I didn't even get a chance to see it all, which is why I really upset mostly. But I brought it upon myself. I did. So Saturday morning, instead of waking up like the crack of dawn like we usually used to, uh, we actually went up a little later. We went like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, just because it was easier to go. It was easier to go there. There's a lot of things to see. A lot of cool celebrities, man. Boy Meets World cast was there. My wife got a picture with the cast from that show. One of her favorite shows ever, and I respect that. It's a good show. Definitely a coming-of-age show. Uh, I remember watching it when I was little. And uh, the actors there were really cool. I, I like reading a bunch of stories from uh, the panels that they were on. They were talking about what it's like acting at that time, being young and acting, and uh, the anxieties that come with it. I really appreciated being educated in those things. I didn't, I wasn't there for the panels, but I read them. So I was like reading stories on them, and it was just really insightful. And uh, it's kind of amazing to notice that there's these people who are really big, really popular people, celebrities who just, they're just people, man. And it's like one of those things where you keep these people, you keep these celebrities up on this pedestal, and you're like, man, like, I want to be like that guy, or, or like, man, that guy is like so much better than I am. Man, people are different. People are very different. They have different experiences than you. And like, no one, and that's, that's a beauty about living, man. Not everyone is the same. Everyone is is a witness to different things and I think by sharing those experiences with each other in a positive light we can build a better society we can build a better tomorrow understanding is the key to this that's what I believe in I believe understanding and acceptance is the key to a peaceful and prosperous society that's what I think so I'm going to get off my soapbox a little because I want to talk to you about an experience that I had at New York Comic Con I'm not gonna say the name of this guy but it was someone I looked forward looked up to in the in the world of video games it was really interesting if you know me personally you know already what happened you already know who it is but I didn't I didn't get a chance to ask if it was okay if I talk about this so I'm not gonna say the guy's name I'm gonna try my best not to um, 
but I had a chance to meet a developer, high-end guy, really awesome dude who was there uh, through a friend, and it was it was really eye-opening to kind of talk to this guy. First, I was really excited because I was like, "Holy shit, this person's here! They're in front of me. I'm gonna talk to this person." And like, I, I was kind of freaking out a little bit. My wife's like, "Turn it down, turn it down." So I I was able to do it. I don't know how he did it, but I managed to uh, to keep a calm and reserved face. My nerves were shaking. I, 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 I relaxed a little bit. But the funniest thing was my brother put, like, just trying to figure out what it was, who the person was. He recognized him but didn't fully recognize him. And it was just, that's what kind of made me relieve a little bit. I was like, I was like, this is, this is fucking hilarious. And everything was cool. You know, we relaxed a little bit and um, we started to talk and stuff. And, you know, he was, he was a really cool guy really was really awesome dude um but the funny thing that happened was at one point uh my brother he bought a bunch of comics and stuff and he's like hey can you hold my bag while I use the bathroom all right no problem uh now this person had an assistant he had two assistants and the assistants were grabbing this gigantic like they had this gigantic piece of luggage they were lugging around the floor and I was like that thing's huge it's heavy thank god I'm not doing I'm not holding that thing right uh haha so at one point, uh, this guy's family is there. Everyone meets up, and they're all talking. He's talk- hanging with the family. And the, the whole family is kind of paying attention there. My wife, her friends, and my brother are all in one area. People are taking pictures of everything. And somehow the responsibility of the luggage lies on my shoulders. Like, all of a sudden, like now I'm like the guy watching over this dude's luggage. And I'm like, uh, and I can't move. I can't, I don't want to go anywhere because I don't want to be the guy that, like, everyone points to, like, oh, where did the luggage go? Went missing. Well, it was Steve's fault. Now, I'm the asshole in this situation, and I don't like that. I don't like being the bad guy. I could, and it's it's funny because at one point, uh, there was a bunch of people kind of just standing around it, and I'm, like, kind of looking at it. I'm like, dude, like, back away from this, man. I I don't want to run after you in case shit happens, and I know it wouldn't happen, but, like, I got, like, I got a good... 30 second sprint time maybe maybe 10 seconds or sprint time I'm out of shape I am overweight like if they went for it man like I don't know so that happened that was a cool experience I mean like I'll, I'll be honest with you at one point at like 3 o'clock we got there like 12 or 3 o'clock I was already done I was like eh I'm tired I don't know if I want to do this anymore and then I'll go we're going to hang out and my my asshole perked right the fuck up uh, weird phrasing on that one but my ass really perked up. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is cool now. This is cool. I think a part of that was that adrenaline. When you're meeting someone that means something to you. When you're meeting someone that, like, created something that you grew up with. You know, it's... I, I think it's one of those feelings where... But then, like, so, like, the thing is, like, the more I talked to this guy, the more I felt sad for him. I felt really pissed off a little bit. Not at him... But kind of like, it put a lot of shit into perspective for me, because this guy's been in gaming. And right now, video games in, in a weird place. They're in a very weird place. They're all micro-transaction-based. They're all time-gated. Everything is really weird like that. Everything's made to make more money. And that's what it is. So, like, talking to this guy, he's like, hey, what are you playing? And I go, oh, I'm playing Destiny. And I apologized. I was like, I'm playing Destiny. I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah, you better be, and stuff like that. That's my brother when he's playing. Uh, they talk about sports for a little bit. It was, kind of, dude, it was kind of cute watching my brother talk to this guy. Like, this is this is a guy that means 
so much to my brother. It was it was really fucking cool, man. It was I had more, I had more enjoyment watching that than I was in that spot. I think it was really cool. And my brother's twenty six, man. He's not like ten. He's not like fifteen years old. He's he's twenty six, and I found it adorable. Um, yeah, so that was that was cool. But then when I asked him like what he's playing, I'm like, hey man, what are you playing? And he's like, I'm not I'm not playing anymore, man. Like he was burned by the industry that bad. And I really hope I'm not giving away too much. I'm going to stop talking about it. I'm going to stop talking about that interaction. I just, I wanted to say something. Because I thought it was really cool. And I thought it was really interesting. I had a very introspective look into the life of someone who ultimately got burned pretty bad by the industry. And I, you know, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. It's a weird time for video games. Let's talk about that. It's a weird time for games. Everything's microtransactions. We all know that. Everything, and you know what's really fucked up is that EA Games is one of those companies where, like, you can throw whatever facts you want about games at them, and they, they won't budge, man. They won't give a shit. They won't care. It's, it's all that stuff. They, they won't. They won't. And I don't, I don't know what else to really say about that. Because it's fucked up. You know, they're the ones that came out and said that single-player games just don't thrive anymore. Meanwhile, they got God of War, killed it, Spider-Man killed it. Assassin's Creed seems to be doing pretty good, even though they got their own little controversies right now. All in all, it seems that EA just doesn't have a firm belief in its customers, or they're just straight up lying, which I tend to believe a little bit more. They're just straight up lying because they need to uh, build this kind of idea that, you know, that the people are wrong and people need to stick with that it's such a weird thing man because like in politics they do the same thing they try to say these things to get people to go yeah you know you're right but with ea video games man for some reason you just can't you can't fuck with certain things you can't fuck with video games because then the people who play them are like i don't know i guess it's like money being spent that they can visually see like they earn this money then they spend the money and then they don't get what they paid for and it sucks because it's a direct in, like infliction it's direct it's quick it's easy we don't see that with politics it's all behind the curtain shit you know we don't see the money being taken out right away yeah we see it in our paychecks and stuff but we don't see it it's not like they hand us eight hundred dollars and go oh by the way let me take that hundred back from you we don't see it we just you know i i started just looking at my what i got direct deposited i'm like okay that's how much i got i don't see the other part of it i don't think about the other part of it unless it's specifically convenient towards my argument that's when I look at the other part that's when I go you know what my road is shitty as you can probably hear right now what are you using my tax dollars for but let's let's stop talking about that let's go right back to EA and how much of a big piece of shit they are because they know it and then and that's a crazy thing man like who do you think they wake up in the morning and go alright they put on their tie and go I'm going to be a gigantic piece of shit this morning I can't wait I'm going to take the money out of everyone's pockets and like there's so many shitty different things and the weird thing too man is that ea isn't even like a really like they're really big and they're they're really a part of the problem they really are when it comes to modern gaming but even like blizzard and activision and bungie and those three because they're all like correlated now they're they're a part of the problem too very much so Bungie doesn't listen to its audience when it came to Destiny 2's launch. That was a fucking shit show. It was good for like a couple of weeks, then it got awful. And now we're starting to see the same thing with World of Warcraft. People are getting bored of it because all the shit is is fucked up. 
the whole asteroid system is like I played it. The whole asteroid system was messed up. I said that before, and then I kind of cut myself off. But yeah, man, like I, I played for a while, and then like after a little bit, I was like, you know what, man, this isn't this isn't what I liked about it. I mean, I, I was an old school Lich King player back in the day, and I loved Lich King. I loved the way that everything looked. I loved the areas. It was so great. The talent trees, even though they really meant nothing, they were still fun to play around with. It was cool to visually see certain aspects. But man, like, I don't know, Battle for Azeroth just really isn't, it's not really getting me all the way. And and that might partially be due to because I don't have the amount of time to spend on games as I used to. You know, I got a lot more responsibilities that I need to take care of. I got a, I got a wife, I got... I don't got kids, you know, I definitely couldn't play that game again if I had kids, uh, but, like, there's no, there's, there's no sense of, like, leeway, like, I feel like they purposely built the game, uh, around that idea, like, more for the casual base now, so they can, like, still get that sub money up, but the problem is, is that if I got, sometimes I'll put stuff to the side and stop doing what I'm supposed to do to play the game, and I did that, unfortunately, that, dude, I'm telling you, World of Warcraft set me back, set me back big time. There's a lot of things I want to do. I didn't do them because I was too busy playing WoW, and I kind of, I kind of hate that. I kind of hate that. There's a lot of writing I should have been doing. There's a lot of just ideas that I should have been working on. I just didn't do that. This show is one of them. I said, you know, maybe I should start working on this show, this idea, and I just stopped. I didn't do it. I stopped playing WoW, and look where I am now. Four episodes in, the sore man. So Mario Gaming's weird, and I don't know if we're necessarily going to be able to save it. I think single-player experiences are going to be really big, they're going to be really important. Uh, a couple of the games that I am looking forward to is, I, I, you know, Assassin's Creed just came out. I'm thinking about picking that up. Thinking about picking that up, even though there's the $10 controversy, as I call it, where in this game, in Assassin's Creed, the new one is that if you want to get faster upgrades, you want to level up faster, you got to buy a $10 permanent XP boost that pretty much makes you effective right away. I think that's something I... I don't know if I want to invest in because at one point it's kind of like, yeah, you know what, I really don't have enough time because I'm super fucking casual on my games. I don't have enough time anymore. Maybe this is a good thing. And people were saying that, like, you know, maybe it is worth getting. Maybe it is worth picking up the game and and just spending $10 more. But then, like, what the hell, man? You just, it's not worth doing that because now you're paying $70 for a game. You're paying $70 for an experience. So maybe it's not the right thing to do. I don't know. I'll have more ideas on that later. So let's talk about, I don't know what else to talk about, man. Holiday season coming up. We got a lot more games. We got the, the winter season coming up after that. I don't know why there's a strict difference between the two of them, but there is. Like, uh, so some of the games I'm looking forward to, man, because this is going to be a big, big-ass nerdy episode. Big-ass nerdy episode. So the couple of games that I'm looking forward to, uh, right now the top of my list is going to be Anthem. I'm really looking forward to Anthem. I think it's got a lot of potential, but it's an EA title, but Bioware is behind it, so maybe maybe that's a good choice, maybe that's a good decision. I'm kind of liking what I'm seeing. And Bioware hasn't let me down, really, uh, besides Andromeda. But I did some research into that, and 
I'm kind of giving them a little pass because, you know what, I can't give them the pass right away because I got to see how Anthem is because apparently the story is they gave Andromeda to a bunch of newbies, a bunch of interns, which is weird because that's a big franchise. Why would you hand it off to that people anyway? So they decided to leave Mass Effect behind to work on Anthem. So you got you got to think about how important Anthem must be to EA, to BioWare, for them to literally pull someone off of probably the biggest, most well-known franchise that they've had since Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. So that's that's something I think about. I think about that pretty often when it comes to video games, and it comes to EA, it comes to Anthem, and there's a firm belief. Mark my words. I I feel like. It's not going to be exactly the way we're told. I believe it's not going to be what we think it's going to be. I think what people are expecting is a game more akin to Destiny. They want the game to be more like Destiny when it comes to social aspects, but better. They want the game to be like Destiny where guns and ammo and weapons and items and pieces drop. But I don't think it's going to be like that. I think we're going to see a massive amount of issues on launch as per usual. I think uh, <laughs> I think we're going to see a, a big um, a big hit when people finally get their hands on it and realize it's, it's not what they thought it was, man. Because that's what it seems like. It seems like a game that's going to be third person, over the shoulder, you know, action RPG, where you can team up with your friends, and sometimes you'll see other people walking around the world. And there's a really big emphasis on what you do because you have a home base. And your home base is going to change depending on the decisions that you make in the game. And uh, I, I find that all interesting. I do. I find it all to be really cool. But I just I just don't know what to, what to think. Like, is it going to be like Destiny where you get your little... Like, you got your weapons systems, and then you also got, like, your armor stuff. And you can equip and unequip different pieces of armor and swap things out. And it will visually change the way your character looks. Or your javelin, should I say. Like, is that going to be a thing? I wonder if that's going to... That's, like, a big concern to me. I want to be able to look physically different than other people. But then again, like, this weird social aspect is that, like you're not going to see other people in the real world as much as you would normally in like a game like Destiny. So it's got me a little concerned because it seems a little bit less like Destiny and more like The Division. Now, I liked The Division. I thought it was really good. I thought there's a lot of improvements that could be made. But it's a weird game because there's no real end game, quote-unquote. There's no like raids. And the raids that they did have were kind of lackluster because they were confusing and super hard. And, like, the gear system was super weird to understand. It didn't make sense to me. It, it was, like, I don't know, man. It was it was just all over the place. But I liked it. I liked the gunplay. I liked the way the game played. Destiny, uh, Destiny. <laughs> the Division 2 looks a lot better. But for some reason, I'm not as excited for it. I, I don't know. I think it's because it's going to be more of what I'm expecting. You know? that's That's all I can really gather from it. It's more of what it is I just I don't know I don't know what to say about that but I'll give it a try I'll give it a shot when it comes out uh, it's, it's just Anthem right now man it, it's kind of got me I mean other games that I am looking forward to like 
Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 3. I love, I love the first two Kingdom Hearts games. I grew up with them. You know, we went like almost 10 years without a Kingdom Hearts game, which is weird to think about. Because what, we had a... You know, when I say 10 years without a Kingdom Hearts game, I'm not talking about the bullshit side stories. Nuh-uh. No, I don't give a shit about those, even though I should. But, like, I, I don't know. I just can't bring myself to fully care. <laughs> you know? I can't bring myself to be like, oh, yeah. I really got to play that side story stuff. I, I can't. I feel like it's lore. I feel it's, like, it's on the side. You don't have to pay attention to it. But if you do, it's cool. Because they're probably going to explain half that stuff in the third game. Oh, here's this character. Because you kind of have to. Not everyone had a Vita. Not everyone had a 3DS. Not everyone had a regular DS, you know? Like, Game Boy Advance. You know, th- there's tons of those games out there. Not everyone had them. So, maybe something will be different. Maybe something will change with that. Maybe Kingdom Hearts 3. I still don't believe it's coming out, as crazy as it is. It was at Comic-Con. I saw it. I didn't get to play it, but I saw it. And I was like, uh, I'll wait. I don't need to wait online to play that game. Because even if they show me a demo and they play it, it's still part of my brain. It's kind of like, nah, it's not real. It's not real. It's not coming out. Like, I'm going to play that game. It's gonna, I'm going to get that game. I'm going to hold it in my hands. I'm going to rip the plastic right off the fucking box. I'm going to put it in my system. It's going to download. Because everything does that. It's going to download uh, the game from the disc to the system. Then there's going to be a day one patch. So that's going to download. For some reason, that's going to be 13 gigs or something like that. That's going to download. And then I'll, I'll play it. And I won't do anything for five days. I'll, I'll just play that. I'll, I'll do it in one sitting. I'll spend five days away from the rest of the world as I play this game. And then I'll beat the game. I'll get the best ending or whatever. I'll do everything I can. I'll beat the game. And then uh, I'll, I'll put it back in the box. I'll put the game on the shelf. And I'll be like... I, I'll just be confused... Because, number one, Square Enix and Kingdom Hearts. I'll be confused that way. And also, I'll still question whether or not the game was real. I'll be like, okay. What's that Kingdom Hearts? Was it really? And I'll do the whole thing over again. I'll take another week off from work. I don't care. I'll play it all again. I'll, you know, it'll be the single-player World of Warcraft situation where I'll put everything to the side and ignore it because I really got to play this game. But what I did play at Comic-Con, you might have asked, or seen, is that I got a chance to play the Resident Evil 2 remake, the demo that we saw at E3, and it was fucking terrifying. I don't do horror well. It was terrifying. It was scary. It was nice. Now, truth be told, I don't know if I told you guys this, I really don't like horror anything. I don't like horror movies. I don't like horror games, survival horror games. I really don't like them. So getting my ass in the seat to play Resident Evil 2 was a feat. My wife was able to pull that off. It was a feat. And, uh, you know, like I said before, truth be told, I didn't play the second Resident Evil when it came out back on PlayStation 1. Um, So I don't have the same experience with that game as a ton of other people do, including my wife. She loves the game. Um, and I was just too t- chicken shit to play it, so I didn't play it. 
But I played it this time as a full-grown 32-year-old adult male going, yeah, maybe I should uh, try this out. Maybe I should play it. And I did, and I liked it. Um, I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to playing the full game when it comes out next year. A lot of stuff's coming out for next year, so I'm really excited. Uh, there's another From Software game coming out that I'm excited for, Sikaro or something like that. Shadows Die Twice. Which, by the way, fuck you people on Reddit. Fuck y'all. Because I came out and I said, nah, it's going to be something new. And they were all like, oh, it's going to be Tenchu. I love Tenchu. And it wasn't Tenchu, so fuck y'all. Fuck you all who doubted me. Who's like, why does everything have to be based on something else, man? Why can't you have original ideas? From Software came up with an original idea. And like some people were upset, but they were like, ah, whatever, it's From Software. They did some great games. Let's play it. I'm excited. I'm excited too. So I'm looking forward to that one. Neo 2, I'm looking forward to. Even though we got no information about that. Love the first game. So, like, I don't know. I'm still on Comic-Con stuff. So what I did is I took a bunch of pictures at Comic-Con. I borrowed my father's camera. Thank you very much. What the fuck? There's styrofoam all over the street right now. It looks like winter. Crazy. So that being said. Okay, so. Throw that to the side. So uh, at Comic-Con, I borrowed my dad's camera. I took, like, 300 pictures of people around me. And you know what's really awesome is that there was some really amazing cosplay there. Love the work. But there was a couple of pictures I took there. I think I, I can I can definitely point out the top ten pictures I took there. And the first, one of the first ones I threw on my Instagram, Agitated Stove. Go there, check out some photos I took. Check out the photos of my life, my wife, and my cats. She used that phrase. That's a good phrase. Uh, so, I, the, the first one was that I really liked. It was this really good photo of really good cosplay of the Punisher from Netflix with John Barenthal. Amazing cosplay, man. The guy the guy looks like a stunt double or his brother. He the guy might have said he was, I don't know. But the crazy thing is that he found the picture on Instagram and he liked it and he said thanks for the photo and I said no thank you for dressing up like that because that's what that's what I do. You gave me a really good shot, you a really good photo. I could throw it up in a portfolio. It's that good. So that photo I really enjoyed. Uh, there's another one I threw up where one of the kids who's dressed up as Spider-Man, I say he's a kid because he looks young as fuck, uh, he dressed up as Spider-Man, of course, but he, he took the head, the, the, the face mask off, and the kid looks like John Mulaney. He looks like young John Mulaney. So I'm like, holy shit, it's John Mulaney Spider-Man. Which, by the way, I think young John Mulaney Spider-Man definitely looks the part. He definitely pulled it off, even without the mask on. But if I was supposed to picture, like, another Spider-Man that's not the ones in the movies and it's not Tom Holland, that's the kid I would pick. Like, nine times out of ten, you stick them all on a line and pick up that kid. And maybe Tom Holland. Like, Tom Holland? Is that, is that his name? I think it's Tom Holland. I, I don't know. Homecoming was great. That's all I'm going to say. So, like, you know, that was a good picture. Another picture I really liked, it was a candid shot of these guys cosplaying entirely as the Walking Dead cast. But the guy who plays Rick is leaned up, his one leg is up, and he's got like a, a toy revolver in his hand, and he points it forward or to his right. And he's got this smile on, this sick kind of Rick smile to him as he has the gun pointed towards, uh, I guess, it was a woman. I don't know the relationship between them both. It was a woman just as Negan. And that, that was a really cool shot because it was just totally candid. It was perfect. It was clear as day. It was a good shot. I really like that one. Um... 
I got a couple of good ones, man. Some people really put effort in. Some guys posed. They're like, no, 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 let me pose for you. Uh, there was an old man, Logan, that was really excellent. Guy kind of looked like Billy Bob Thornton a little bit. And uh, I don't know, it was cool. Then there was one guy who went at his, as himself. But the thing, the crazy thing is he's got this striking resemblance to a tall Hugh Jackman. So that was, I don't even know how tall Hugh Jackman is. But that was, I did a double take. I was like, holy shit, is that Hugh Jackman? Um, no, it was just a huge jacked man. Ha <laughs> ha. Funny. Um, that was a cool photo. Uh, a guy was playing the uh, John Stewart Green Lantern. Got a nice photo of him. I like that one. I got to learn how to do some more focus work. That was that was a really interesting photo. I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. Guy did some really good armor for it. Um, I saw a bunch of other ones. One guy went as uh, the pager that Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury drops the end of the Avengers uh, Infinity War. That was cool. That's a funny photo. I got this other one of like three Mandalorians all like cheers like with beer in their hands as Mandalorians. That was cool. I was like, yeah, celebrating the, the, the announcement of the Mandalorian. You know, that's that was something cool. I like that one. It was, I took a lot of photos and I want to learn more about cameras. Because I got... My dad's camera was a fucking expensive-ass Nikon. Loved it. And I can't wait to, to learn more about cameras and stuff, man. Expensive hobby, I know. That's why you, you make people pay you to take pictures. You know, that's, what, that's how you do it. Um, so, there, there, I mean, I didn't... Oddly enough, man, I really didn't buy a lot of comics. I didn't buy anything. I bought, I bought a bottle of water. That's what I bought from Comic-Con. I did. After sitting outside for two hours, taking pictures of people, you know, that that's what I did. And it's funny because, you know, I'm almost home, so I'm going to kind of end it pretty soon. Uh, short episode today, it's Columbus Day, no one's on the road. Uh, so, I'm going outside, my brother finds me, and he goes, so, like, what's going on? Like, how long have you been out here for? I'm like, oh, like, almost two hours, man. And he's like, oh, shit. And I'm like, yeah, I got, like, four, like 500 photos, like, four to 500 photos. And he goes, oh, man. Like, how? How did you do that? And I go, well, when you got a camera and the press pass, you know, people will just do anything. And immediately I go, watch this. I look over and I yell at a guy. I'm like, yo, let me get a picture. He turns around, poses, and got a snapshot of him. It's crazy. And, like, I, you know, I'm, I'll be honest, man. A lot of people put a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of effort into their costumes. And congratulations, it paid off. Everyone did a really good job. I couldn't do half the shit that those people did because I don't have the time for it or the dedication. I feel like sometimes you just got to be focused on one thing at a time. I believe in the the phrase that the infamous Ron Swanson said. He said, don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. I believe in that. Whole-ass one thing, master it, then start doing some other stuff. I got to learn that a little bit more. I got to be a little bit better with that. I gotta whole, I gotta start whole assing things. I gotta stop half stop half assing things because I feel like I've been half assing a lot of things in life. I feel like I'm like a jack of all trades, master of none kind of situation, and I gotta learn how to fix that. And at the age of 32, sometimes I feel like it's a little hopeless. Sometimes I feel like it's a waste of my time. But thanks to my therapist, hopefully we'll break past that. I'm seeing a therapist, and that's a good start. So that's we're gonna go off that. All right, folks, I'm home. I'm home. I'm about to go inside. 
Maybe I'll eat something. I don't know. We gotta figure it out. Maybe play some more Destiny, chill, relax, and do our thing. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Short episode, I know. I'll be back tomorrow with another one. Probably longer because traffic's probably be fucking nuts tomorrow. All right. Thank you very much for listening, man. Thank you for listening. This is produced everywhere. This is all over the place. This is on Spotify. This is on everything. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, you got questions or comments? There's a little nifty messaging system right here on Anchor. Go there. Leave me a message. Give me a question, man. I'll answer it. I don't know to the best of my ability. I don't know what you're expecting out of me, but I'll answer it. Thank you very much, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.